Welcome to Postscript World on Fire. This is the series overview, seasons one and two, as we have completed season two. I'm Fred Feejan along with Matt Wilson. Hey, Matt. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Perfect. This uh, episode is supported by Rogers & Associates. You can find more information about them at rogers-associates.com. It's also uh, supported by uh, viewers and listeners like you. Uh, So thank you to Rogers Associates and thank you to all of you for your kind support. Uh, Find out more at wf.org slash mosaic. So Matt and I wanted to take a moment, take a few moments, 20 moments, in fact, uh, to just... Take a step back and look at where we've been with the first two seasons. Uh, as of taping, we don't know if there will be a season three. We certainly hope so, but we that has not been confirmed right. to date. So tr- trivia, we, we've, we've tried to not read a lot about this show as we were watching through the episodes. There are a lot of spoilers out there. It was already you know released in the UK a little while ago. But uh, I do understand that the showrunner has plans for six different seasons. Yes, they, he, he's gone ahead and yeah. just started writing from what, what we've read. Scripts or outlines for six. Plans is probably a, a strong term, but right. has a, a vision of, of six-season arc, which is interesting. If that's true, we're only about a third of the way. Can you imagine four more seasons of this show? This, this is not a knock on the show. This is a difficult show to watch. If for yes. whatever reason you're watching us now and have not watched a lot of World on Fire, first of all, stop and go watch World on Fire. <laughs> but second of all, brace yourself. It's not an easy show to watch. Yeah, there's uh, one of the things we wanted to tackle today was the highs and lows of the series. And honestly, I don't have many highs to talk about. I have several lows, um, but it, it, you know, we're we're focusing on wartime, uh, a world war where by the end, virtually everyone was involved in it. Um, By the point we're ending um, the uh, ending uh, season two, we're just shy of of the U.S. entry into the war. Um, so that hasn't happened yet, but, but certainly changes could happen. I mean, assuming, and you know, and this is, you know, for later, I yeah, guess we we'll don't, we'll, don't want to get too far down. Yeah. So, so highs and lows. Well, a high for me was, uh, either what was it? The first or second episode of season two where Cassia, Gregors and, and Jan were reunited for okay. the first time since the first episode of the series. Yep. Um, no one would have probably ever thought that was possible. Uh, you know, each of them had a different path. Uh, Jan, probably the simplest of <laughs> accompanying Harry back to uh, England. Uh, Gregor's, uh, you know, a very rough road. And that was, you know, a main storyline through the first season. Uh, something we had touched on a few times, you know, the mystery, the mysterious way that Cassia found her way back to England. Um, she did. Uh, and that somehow was was a gap between season one and two. But. Yeah, there, there's some magical time travel uh, <laughs> distance spanning things that we won't dig into too much. Sometimes when you're telling a story, you take those artistic liberties. Yeah. What I think you're talking about is the, the supposed cliffhanger at the very end of season one yeah. where it was, what will she decide? You know, He doesn't see her. She gets to choose and she chose to leave all of that and go to some relative safety of England. Which yeah, is, I just, I, I feel like they, if they could have, they could have dangled that a little bit longer right. heading into the second season, but it just was like, oh, this is resolved. Yep, they just show up at the house. What's what's really interesting about that is is that sometimes it's about uh, establishing expectations and then subverting them. So you kind of set something up where the, the watcher, the viewer, may assume something's going to happen, they may expect a certain outcome, and then you kind of pull the twist on them. And we, I loved it because in episode one, 
Cassie was set up to be like this damsel in distress. Mm. Harry was there. Um, right, she Nancy, went to the coffee shop or yeah, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Nancy Helen Hunt's character uh, from season one talked to Harry about the risks to someone like Cassia in a uh, occupied uh, environment. And he decided, you know, I'm going to help her and get her out. And we're led to that. They go to the train station. Cassia has a backpack. Jan's coming along to say goodbye. We're expecting her just to hop on the train and go home and be happy. But she pulls the twist then. She shows, you know, her baby brother and then says, I'm, my fight's here. I'm staying. Which, you know, was probably the better decision, you know, uh, in retrospect. I mean, what what could have Jan, what would have... I know what if is <laughs> what if is for another time, right. uh, but you know what if Jan was left behind? I mean, right. that would have been yep. uh, a challenge. Right. So. But then they they remove all of that at the last episode of the season, where she just <laughs> says, "Okay, I'll go home with you." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. what was all this for? Yeah. But maybe she, yeah. You know, we talked a lot through our recaps about just uh, the strain, the uh, unimaginable strain on Cassia of mm. of taking her. I will assume relatively quiet, normal life and just throwing a war into it, you know, death of both of her parents, mm. um, the change she goes through with her activities and, and leaning into the resistance group. Maybe she just thought, you know what, I've had enough of that for now. Let me try something else. I, I wouldn't judge her at all, of course. But So, yeah. Um, Did you have a different high than that? I'll throw, in, um, I'll throw in a high and then we'll see if you have more. We can alternate. Um I've talked a little bit about this. This was more prominent in season one, but the use of music and songs, mm. especially the lyrics of those songs and how they overlaid with other plot elements. Lois in particular, I really loved when she would sing back in uh, season one. There are probably three or four episodes in particular where there uh, was her performing a song and it had just a direct overlay, yeah. usually directly visually overlaid with Harry doing something somewhere else. And the song is clearly about, you know, has thematic tones to their relationship or something she's learning or wrestling with. And I just thought it was a neat way of storytelling where it's not just dialogue or characters talking to each other, but you're seeing her sort of wrestle with those themes, but also in a way that was very true to her through music, through performance. And I, I liked that. So that was a high for me, how they were clever about that. I have lots of lows. Yeah, I mean, maybe we slide into that. <laughs> I mean, a, a low for me that really stood out is the end of the Rosslers. Um, uh, I just, uh, that was a... a Sad. Yeah. I mean, very sad. I, you know, really got to know, you know, felt like we got to know them through the first season. Um, and only the dad survived through all of it. Right. Up, you know, and we don't know where where he ended up now. But, um, but yeah, the, it was, uh, it was interesting to learn the, you know, you know, if there's a question about your health. If, you know, of her child's health specifically, you know, you need to go see this doctor. Well, going to see the doctor means they're just rounding them up, uh, as it turns out, rounding up these children to put away somewhere out of the way. Um, and and both parents recognize that that's not what they wanted to have happen to their daughter. Um, and uh, and so they took they took that. Uh, circumstance into their own hands, and I mean, so it was heartbreaking. I, it was hard to imagine any better way it was going to work out. Right. Uh, even staying at that, you know, they had that that uh, lake house. Lake house right. um, just the way everything else happens, it seems like the Germans are going to find you where, no matter wherever. I mean, the only thing I could think of is if somehow Nancy were to get them on a plane back to the states for some reason, right? With no way to get in. Right. 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 Um, both of the 
plot lines in Germany. So season one with Ross or season two with Marga and her family. Um, I'm as brutal as they were. I will say I'm glad they included these and probably for yeah. two reasons. One is it, it shows, A, just the depth and power of a fascist community where your neighbors are spying on you, your children, your classmates can turn you in, just right. that no layer of – There's no safety. You have no privacy. You have no freedom to speak your mind. Someone is watching and listening and if you don't say or do the right thing, they will drag you away. We literally saw that happen in both seasons. Um, in two – we also get glimpses into that it's not a completely uniform environment. There are mm. pockets of people that recognize what's happening, want to resist. So it kind of rehumanizes the the German community. You know, not not all Germans, I guess, is, is what this boils down to. But the the nuance and complexity that I appreciated because it didn't present this as just simply one dimensional. Right. Germany's bad. And yeah, the, the the government, the movement was terrible. But there were people that saw that it just wasn't enough and right. it wasn't effective enough to, to stop it, obviously. As an individual, other than putting them, their life on the right. line, there wasn't much there. Right. In, in that circumstance they could do. No, and I agree with all of that. I mean, I, um, yeah, I mean, you could see how uh, Klaus was very sympathetic right? He, what's the father's name? Or I is that so. the son? I can't remember. <laughs> um, we'll say Herr, Herr Rossler. We'll Air Rossler, yeah. yes. It's been a while since season one. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, but, I mean, he, you know, he told the company line, let's say, uh, in public, but it certainly had a different opinion, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, in, in the privacy of their own, uh, their apartment. Right. Um, and you even saw a little bit of that with, with their son, who was fighting on the front lines in Poland, as it turned out. Right. Uh, we saw uh, his his path cross with Cassia briefly. Uh, and almost curious if that was going to develop into something, but that's um, but that it didn't. Um, right. But you know, same we see with with Marga, that that it it isn't just straightforward. It isn't simple, and 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 we got more of that complexity. I think in the final episode when when she comes back into the story, where you know she's she found her way home, talking to her parents, and her parents are kind of very conflicted and. And I, and I think you were bringing the, this up. It wasn't. We weren't sure if she was even conflicted, but then her brother shows up, and he is very much gung ho here, yes. and 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 then uh, kind of re, rejuvenated her. Thought, no, like I'm doing this for my country, for the fatherland. We got to keep it going. Yeah, maybe. I I would love to have yeah. seen more of what Marga was thinking at the end of that of the end of season in that final episode. I couldn't read her facial expression. She didn't say much. Um, but she was standing there with her brother in front of her parents, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I, I don't know. To your main point, I, I did like the storyline for the fact that, um, you know, I've heard of this happening, um, you know, trying to create this pure um, uh, group of individuals from the, uh, you know, having these young young ladies uh, get together with uh, the SS um, um, mm-hmm. you know, individuals, right. and but you know this adds more of a human story to it. Uh, that's what I appreciated. Certainly, the actual storyline is icky and disgusting, right. but um, but that's obviously the whole point of yeah. To, to this people up. that didn't know that happened or didn't understand or didn't really try to imagine what that would have been like, putting it in film and having people act it out is very powerful. Yeah, uh, I learned a lot about uh, that period of history. Um, I want to plug a, a viewer. We had a comment come in via YouTube that, that could be shared as a high. So this is from YouTube user Period Drama Edits. It's a neat little channel. You should go check it out. They do uh, 
kind of remixes of clips from period dramas. So shows like World on Fire, they have a couple uh, clips with uh, kind of mashups of World on Fire uh, elements. So yeah, go check that out. But they wrote in on YouTube. They said, uh, one of my favorite little details from the show is that Harry and Cassia's arcs throughout the season often parallel each other. So in the episode they referenced, which I think was around episode five of season two, we see Harry lose Stan, but we also see Cassia lose Irina. The uh, Polish woman. People, yeah. I can. I can, and then catch both that. of the main characters spend most of the episode blaming themselves or struggling to sort of cope with with what that meant to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some other moments back, way back uh, in season one, there was an episode where each of them kills someone for the first time in in combat, and they so these these elements are kind of aligned uh, sequentially or kind of connectedly throughout the the episode structures. Um, hmm. So it's interesting. It's a great observation. Thank you for writing Thank in. Thank you, because yeah, I didn't put the, <laughs> I didn't put it that much yeah. the, the, you know, thought into it. Yeah, it just speaks um, a little bit of depth of thinking through the story structures and the different character arcs. Um, I'll add another positive. Speaking of characters, uh, I liked Rajib. And yes. I, I think no, why is point. that he ended up being a much more <laughs> complex character than maybe again think about expectations and subverting expectations, but. Um, yeah, and we, we didn't really see all of this to the very last episode where we get into his brain a little bit more when he's talking with his uh, team member, I'll, I'll say Ishwar, sort of, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but he says, you know, I'm not as simplistic or naive as you think. I'm just trying to keep us all in a place here where we can survive this one and be ready for the next war because yeah. I'm not fighting for England. I'm fighting for well, I'm fighting against Germany. Right, right, right. It's kind of the the enemy of my enemy is my friend for now. Right, and that I mean, and that could develop into a storyline down the road. You know, as as right. you know, um, the United Kingdom and or I guess England at the you know uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, India separate from each other. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that, I mean that that <laughs> that is something probably in the sixth season. I, I, who knows? Uh, that, that, I mean that's. Uh, I, I don't know. Is that a ta- is that part of World War Two? Is that a byproduct of? I honestly do not know. Boy, uh, we we will need we to will bring need to do more homework for our yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> would be good. Uh, but I mean, this is that sort of. Uh, but I know it's coming. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Go go read about that time period. Fantastic stuff happening. <laughs> Let us know. We won't try to guess. We'll be wrong and embarrass ourselves. Um, <laughs> too, late. <laughs> too late. Too late. Too late. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I I thought of another high. Um, cool. uh, the introduction of uh, Sir James. Okay. Uh, I think he's an interesting character, clearly brought in to have that dynamic against Robina that we would have seen between Douglas and um, Douglas and Robina in the first season. Yep. And you know, I did some homework. I actually did look this up. So it turns out. Um, Sean Bean was unavailable for season two, so that's why he wasn't there. And but I mean, I I, I like the idea that, uh, that Sir James is, showed up and and you know kind of ruffled her feathers in in certain ways, uh, and 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 tried to interject in other you know business that wasn't really his. Right. Uh, but I, I mean, I think it kept things a little more interesting in, in the household. Yeah. So Robina, being a character with a sharp wit, lots of jabs, um, needs a foil, needs someone that mm. she can duel with. And when um, Douglas was removed, and that was sort of that in her mind, not enemy, but you know the, yeah. the antagonist. Different class, different background. I'm gonna I'm gonna spar with you a little bit. James comes in as maybe in her mind more of a 
equal footing, yeah. but certainly a, a different personality. And it gives her a target for her wit and a target for some of those jabs and stuff. But yeah, it was a nice introduction just to keep that. And also kind of replaced that, let's say, father figure aspect to Jan. You know, yes. they play chess together. He was teaching about strategy a little bit. Um, so it did kind of bring an element back in that absolutely would have been missing without Douglas there. So um, things we were right or wrong about, we made a few not so let's say predictions necessarily. Remember, all predictions true are your money back, folks. But um, okay. we had long established bird watch as a recurring theme because yeah. we thought a bird, a little canary or something would show up and that only lasted most first, of the first, first season, season and then faded. Um we never, there were never titles to any of these episodes. Correct. So maybe maybe season three title. Title. Maybe, maybe there's a, a future job for us. Um, <laughs> I kind of thought Stan would survive. I was, yeah. I didn't expect him to be killed. Yeah. I like Stan. Sergeant Stan was yeah. good. He was I a good guy. Had a good, uh, a, you know, not every show needs comedic relief, but he did bring that. That does help when a show can be this brutal. Um, well, but, he was a good, to some extent, a good foil for Harry. Yep. On the, you know, kind of kept him honest on yeah. a few things. So. But Stan's death, storytelling-wise, did lead to that nice scene where Harry met with Stan's widow yes. and talked through some of the ramifications. And again, if if we're right, and, and the main theme of this show is that war impacts everybody, mm-hmm. um, we were reminded of the widows in this and, and thoughts of, and as, as uh, I, Eileen, I believe, this the widow's name, you know, is there a matching German woman right now mourning the loss of her husband? And just... Those kind of thoughts um, are powerful and remind us that there's nothing, you know, there, there are no winners in war. Is that safe to say? I, I would agree I think with so. that. Yeah. So, well, speaking of predictions, <laughs> yeah. we're going to spend the last few minutes here just thinking a little bit about what we would love to see in a potential season three. Mm. Um, they are uh, <laughs> no inside info, despite our connections to ITF and the public media world. We have no special access or anything. This is total spitballing. But for example, um, do we want to see Marga come back and see more? I do. Okay. I want to see where that resolves or how it resolves right. or how she resolves. Um, okay. um, I, 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 you know, like I said earlier, I, I found that storyline fascinating. Right. Um, and it helps, you know, what you said earlier, helps, you know, same with the, the, the function of the storyline with the Rosslers in the first season. It really gave you insight to the to civilian life to some extent inside Germany, mm-hmm. um, which otherwise we don't really have a good sense of. Um, so I I would be in, intrigued to see where that goes. Yep. Um, to me, that feels like the biggest dangling thread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cassia. We do we know she's going to Poland? We know she's heading somewhere. I, I, f- I think I Poland? think we can say it's Poland. I think James made it fairly clear that it is in Poland. The last we see her is parachuting out of an airplane over what some I, country. But yeah, I thought she, you know things got very interesting for her when she was you know in the war zone in Warsaw uh, last season. So yeah. I you know I I'm, I'm in, interested to see where this goes. Be you know despite war. Word seems to travel, so I wonder if 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 she were to bump into a relative of uh, Irene, <laughs> could be right. Um, the the you know, son, well, the son's captured probably in Germany somewhere, but it could be, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I, that she's seen that as her mission to try to help, right, make amends for closure, what, right. yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, hmm. otherwise, I mean, otherwise, you know, I I don't know who else she would come into contact with unless we don't know where Harry's going, right, <laughs> right. 
we see him suit back up. But but I, I think um, he's see my so my thought he's heading back to Africa. I, I you know I we we briefly uh, saw Rajiv again in the final episode, and right. I can't imagine that he will just vanish out of the storyline. Yeah, who knows? So I mean, I feel like unless he, I mean, I, I think he's a strong enough character that he can develop. You know, onto his own. Maybe you know he doesn't need Harry. You know, the two of them there right. together. Right. Um, so yeah, maybe Harry does go back into uh, the thick of it in in, in Germany or or wherever. So, yep. yep. Wonder if there's anything next for James and Robina. Um, so this left <laughs> yeah. off with his multiple proposals of marriage. I think two yeah. different times being soundly rejected. Um, his, yeah, I don't think that's changing. No, <laughs> his advice to her about balancing her duties and her happiness. Uh, and that your primary duty is your own happiness. Your primary responsibility is your own happiness. Uh, she did not quite agree. Um, and they, they kind of left on, like he, he stormed, he didn't storm out of the room. He huffed his way out of the room they were in. And I was trying to see if he was really upset with her. And I, I think maybe he was. Um, you know, for, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you know, it's not fun to get right. rejection. No. Right. No. Uh, will this impact the the quartering at her house? Will yeah. will this be enough for him to move on? Will we see him again? Well, as, as specific to him, I'd be interested to see how the relationship between him and Jan developed. Yeah, because we've seen aspects of of James taking Jan under his wing a little bit, talking to him about things, obviously playing chess with him, that sort of thing. But you know, Jan is looking for a stable um, adult yep. figure. Uh, to look up to, and and Jan calls out Harry about that on on the final episode. Right. So you know, kudos to Jan to be that smart and that self aware. Uh, but I mean, I think I don't know. I think um, James might be that person, uh, which could create other friction. Other friction just because of the friction that developed between Robina and Cassia and James, because she didn't know what was going on between those two. Right. So you know, if if, if Jan, being a kid, or, you know, however old he is now, I don't know, I've lost track, <laughs> but Jan and James becoming buddy-buddy if, you know, she's going to have a problem with that. Because, you know, she's taken a liking to, you know, his future. Um, you know, she wants him safe. I mean, he, she was obviously re- a little resistant or confused why Jan arrived at uh, her household early on. But you know, now, you know, I would imagine she wouldn't want to see any harm right. to him. I think she's grown attached to him. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, like Vera. Much like Vera, which <clears throat> which brings, yeah, Lois and Vera. But um, I do imagine we'll see, Lois still seems, we've seen her in all but one episode so far, so still seems one of the absolute core characters. Her storyline could theoretically end here. I mean, she's made the choice to go back home, be a mom with Vera. She has a job, you know, munitions work in, in wartime England. Maybe, maybe that's it for her. Maybe, you know, but I, I kind of hope not. I mean, there might be other angles to explore there, but. What I will say, and and, um, and and see, this, these are all coming to me as we talk, Matt. Another high yeah. um, was how happy and how bright Lois was in that final episode. Right. Despite Rubina's initial pushback on connecting her with her daughter. Um, that I mean, that's the happiest we've seen her this season. Right. Um, you know, she almost seemed like a rejuvenated individual, which is why she came back and why she wanted to get her daughter. Uh, so I was happy to see that. I thought that was good. And and yeah, um, now, now she does have her daughter. Uh, she's apparently created some space for the two of them. I think, I think you're right. I mean, you know, it, it could stop here. Um, but I, you know, 
We haven't seen Tom. I think there's something else there. Tom. Missing in action since, I believe, episode, episode one, one of this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess the last thing to say, just looking forward. So timeline-wise, so multiple episodes put timestamps in or make references to certain things that we can trace back to a, a time, you know, a date or a, at least a rough time period. Um, we know this series takes place beginning in late 1939. We yep. see some early timestamps. Right, in the, the post office at Warsaw, in yep. Warsaw. Yep. In the <laughs> last episode of season two, Cassia mentions it's been almost two years since they got married, putting okay. it so from 1939 to late 1941. Mm-hmm. And then we've talked outside the podcast a little bit about if, if the United States would ever become more actively involved and we could timestamp here at Pearl Harbor as December 7th, 1941. So, so in theory, we're on the cusp of that. We could be potentially on the cusp, exactly, of the U.S.'s entrance in all this mess. Um, they do also drop uh, through a news report toward the end that Japan and China are becoming more active, and that could lead into that continued on the Pacific front instead of just the Atlantic front. Um, right, so, and Germany is attacking the Soviet Union, which we would presume is happening through Poland. Correct, yeah, they so, meet in the middle. So again, going back to Cassia's storyline, she'd be, in theory, if she's going to Poland, she's being Yeah, I don't see Cassia right disappearing from this at all. No. I, it'd be more likely that Lois might than her, but I'd, I'd yeah. love to see them both stay around. I think they, they could both still have very interesting stories. Um, and the only American characters we've really been introduced to were not in season two. It was Nancy and Dr. Webster uh, back from season one. So if they did reapproach like a U.S.-centric plot line, they just might have to introduce some new folks. You yeah. know, they introduced David and Rajib this season. Um, certainly can be done. It can be done. All right. Any other uh, last thoughts? Recap notes? I'm good. No, it's good. Good I'm show. Good. It was it's a, a tough show, but it's a good It was a tough show. I'm glad I watched it. I hope you appreciated it too. Yep. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, thanks for sticking around. We'll take your thoughts. We'll take your comments, feedback. Uh, email is great, postscript at WTF.org. Please visit our podcast, our YouTube channel. Leave all the comments and likes and subscriptions that you can. That certainly helps. And finally, uh, all this stuff is made possible, again, uh, by viewers and listeners like you. Please visit WTF.org slash mosaic for more info there. And we have one more bonus episode coming up. We do. And support for this episode comes from Rogers & Associates. Uh, more information at Rogers and associates uh, rogers-associates.com sorry about that and also as matt mentioned earlier support comes from you thank you for watching thank you for participating and and matt and i would be remiss if we didn't say thank you as well to our colleagues off camera john and amy who Woo-hoo. do all the hard work essentially we oh truly yeah yeah we so, just sit here and talk we sit here and just yeah. babble for cool. 20 minutes or so so thank you to them thank you we'll talk to you again soon